Good evening again. We begin Sashin in community. It's very challenging to do this practice alone. So we begin Sashin affirming our interconnection. We begin in community. And we open with intention. We open to the blessing waves of influence for all of those people who have engaged this practice, who have awakened, who have found peace of mind and transformed their hearts, affirming that it is possible that the influence of the ancestors can open our own minds, that this is possible for ourselves. And we open to this path laid out by the historical Buddha, a path that in essence is timeless is one that we rediscover each generation, rediscover through our own bodies, hearts, and attention. So as we begin this session, I want to encourage us all to remember and open to these blessing waves of support and help from our community. Those of you practicing at home and are practicing in the midst of family life, opening to the help and support of your family, neighbors, community, ancestors, all those who have made it possible to be here right now. This includes the indigenous peoples who once lived on and in harmony with this land. Here at Great Vow, we honor and remember the Chinook peoples. And we can extend this reflection to include the plants and animals who cohabitate with us in our homes pets on our lands. Here at the monastery, we have a forest, lots of birds, plants, trees, opening to the blessing waves of influence of the neighborhood, city, state, country you are in this whole planet. As we begin to engage with the practice of session, I often feel an, an excitement, an anticipation. As I sit down for the first night, 
a curiosity and openness similar to when I'm going on a vacation or a trip. The session is an inner journey. And for this session in particular, it's a journey of life and death. Sashin is always mysterious. So may we all allow for new discoveries, new realizations, allow for a deeper appreciation of this life. As someone said, a deeper appreciation of the preciousness of this life a more intimate experience perhaps of what it means to be alive, of who or what I am. You are, this is. In our ordinary lives, we make so many assumptions. We learn the concepts life and death quite early on in our living. And of course, experiences, relationships, our education, our spiritual practice all help us begin to fill in meaning of what life is, what death is. So perhaps in our lives, at some point, we have felt depressed or anxious to an extent that life didn't feel like it was worth living. Or we felt trapped by life. Or that life was somehow out to get us. Or that life felt like it was something everyone else had figured out and was doing just fine except us. And perhaps also we've had the experience of life being buoyant, joyful, uncannily kind, generous, precious, boundless, interconnected, whole. And perhaps you have had a somewhat traumatic experience of death. Close loved one dying early in your life or family members who feared death and communicated death as something scary, as something terrifying, as something simply wrong or bad or didn't communicate it at all, avoided the topic shunned it from your experience, made it taboo to talk about. And perhaps we haven't had the space to grieve loss when death comes or small losses happen throughout a year, 
a month, a day. Perhaps we haven't had space to accept death as a natural part of life, completely necessary, completely necessary within our own bodies. Skin cells, cells dying, cells being born. Maybe we haven't slowed down long enough with the support of others to actually be with the feelings we have around death and dying. Or slow down long enough to look at the beliefs that we carry around life. What is a good life? What is a meaningful life? Or the beliefs that we have carried around dying, an idea of a good death, perhaps even the ideas that we hold about what death is. In this culture, at least how I was raised in modern American culture, and how many people I know were raised, death is pretty hidden. Aging is, is pretty hidden. Sickness can be pretty hidden. And for most of us this year, 2020 to 2021, the pandemic has lifted the veil of sickness and death. Perhaps you have lost somebody during the pandemic, a close one, a loved one. Or perhaps you have friends who have lost someone. Or perhaps you have friends or family or yourself who has fallen ill with the, the virus. And perhaps you are aware of the numbers of human lives lost over the past year from the coronavirus. And hearing numbers like 2.45 million human lives lost worldwide or 486,000 humans' lives lost in the U.S. can feel somewhat incomprehensible, somewhat alienating. How does the heart make sense of the loss of life on this kind of scale? How do we honestly face to the truth of sickness and death. And perhaps you've also had the experience of someone close to you dying, and with their death, you found a renewed sense of life and renewed energy for life. Perhaps you found inspiration or acceptance that you didn't expect or open to the mystery, or found learning in your grieving, growth in the loss. There are so many ways 
to experience our living and experience dying. There are many sides of both life and death. And as we'll see, as we'll explore this week, we encounter life and death every moment. We can study the ordinary experience of dying in our own direct experience. We can be intimate with the ordinary experience of living. Ordinary in the sense that it's happening now and we have access to it. It is our experience, life and death. It is our experience. Meditation practice, Dharma practice, Sashim practice is a practice of truth. Dharma means truth. And foundational to Dharma practice is the opportunity or even permission to not know. Not knowing the old koan goes is most intimate. Not knowing is most intimate. Not knowing is most intimate. What a delicious invitation to begin Sashin not knowing, to perhaps for the week, for the moment, throw out everything you think you know about your life, life, about your death, or even this concept, death, to throw out everything you think you know about yourself and to enter directly. That's what Sashin gives us the opportunity for, to enter directly, to experience this life from the inside. We set such beautiful intentions And these intentions are words that point at an experience. But what is that experience from the inside? What is your experience now from the inside? How intimate can we get to our own life? How close? How intimate can we get to our own breath? to our own mind. To silence. To liveliness. To boundlessness. This year we use the image of a phoenix the phoenix of true nature. The phoenix, an ancient mythological bird that spans cultures, 
The phoenix is a legendary bird that lives for a long time and is reborn from its own ashes. Does our definition of life allow for transformation? What is transformation? What is your experience of it right now? When looking at life and death, we can study transformation. We can be aware of what is vanishing moment to moment. What in your life is already gone? One amazing practice whenever you sit down to just let go of the past. To sit down and unhook from whatever even brought you to this moment. The whole narrative of self what I did today, what I said, what I read, and to unhook from the future, that pull to plan, to make things work out, and to expand into the present. What is alive right now? A question that doesn't need a verbal or conceptual answer, but one that can be felt and lived into. What is it to be alive right now? What is your experience, your direct experience? of this phoenix, of this life, of what is alive. In the Sashin, we can keep company with these existential questions, the deep questions of life and death. These are not intellectual, they are not conceptual questions but ones that we embody, that are investigated through the body, through the heart, through our own attention. So we will be offering teachings and support during this session to help you stay connected to the intimacy of your own experience. To, to help you take the step in shedding the layers of habitual thoughts 
and letting the quiet stillness and aliveness of your own being be known directly. So as we begin, the focus is on settling. Like letting the snow globe of the mind sit on the shelf. And all the busyness, thoughts, plans begin to settle. Coming back home to the body. Coming back home to the body. And it's essential stillness. Please keep your practice simple. Return to the practice that allows you to simply stay in present moment experience. Embodiment is foundational to all practice. So I want to offer some support to set up your meditation. Start with inhabiting your body with attention. So you can start by closing your eyes, letting go for the moment of the outside world, the screen. And take, we say in Zen, the backward step into embodiment, backward and down into the body. Feel the contact that the body is making with the floor or seat, cushion, chair from the inside. Bring the body online, inhabit with awareness, toes, feet. Lower legs, knees, upper legs. Seat. Abdomen, lower back, mid back, chest upper back, arms, elbows, lower arms, hands, each finger, shoulders, neck, head, face. Feeling the body from inside the body, letting awareness inhabit and permeate the body. Feel the 
feeling the space within the body. Inhabiting the body with awareness can imagine lighting a candle and placing it the base of the body so that the light of the candle is in the lower abdomen. The light of awareness from this candle fills the entire body. As if the body were a hollow doll, the light opening through the senses, letting the eyes open, soft gaze. Then from the place of embodied awareness, using whatever practice helps you rest attention in present moment experience. If your practice is feeling the hands or listening to sound or breathing, feeling the body breathing, do that and settle. 